0: Can you turn in your Bibles to Luke 11? I want to read that passage. Before I get in my sermon, I want to take a couple minutes and just share a few verses that God has been, He, he, he has fun with me. He gives me a verse when I think I'm going in a certain direction and He gives me a verse and it just blows up in front of me um, in a good way. I want to take a look at that verse this morning that that Sister Karen had, and I want to go to the end of that passage, so we're going to read about three or four verses. We've been spending a lot of time talking about under the influence, being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So let's take a look at this passage with respect to being under the influence of the Holy Spirit or connecting us to the Holy Spirit or being subject or receiving from the Holy Spirit. So let's read this passage in that context. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. So ask about the Holy Spirit. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Seek the Holy Spirit, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. So we're talking in context of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, I'm not talking out of context here. You'll see it in a moment. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. So if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, if you want to live a life under the influence of the Holy Spirit, ask, seek, knock. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? What would your answer be to that? No. No. My children ask me for an egg, I'm not going to give them a scorpion. I might give them a chocolate egg, but I'm not going to give them a scorpion. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, good gifts, good gifts, say good gifts, the Holy Spirit is a good gift. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. We're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the relationship we have with the Holy Spirit. If you need the Holy Spirit active in your life in any situation, all you have to do is ask, seek, knock, you don't have to overcomplicate it. Just like you would say to your mom or dad, Dad, I'm hungry, would you give me some fish? And we as parents would know how to give that to our child, so the Heavenly Father gives those things to him, those who ask, and He says, and He gives the Holy Spirit. Who here needs some instruction this week? Who here could use some wisdom this week? Who here could use some shortcuts this week? Who here could use some advice that nobody else can give but only God can give? Who here would like, you know what? I need the silver bullet. I don't need no run around, no dance. I need to get to the issue now. I mean... Who here likes to waste time? That's not a good time to raise your hands. (laughs) It is simple. It is as simple as asking. We think, well, no, I've got to be in a certain posture. No, I've got to be in a certain condition. No. (laughs) I'll show you that verse in a minute. You don't have to be in a certain condition to receive the Holy Spirit. You just have to ask, and the Holy Spirit will come. You don't have to say, well, you know what? (laughs) I spoke a little like over 60 decibels to my wife today, and I guess the the Holy Spirit only allows me to go up to 50, so I kind of over the limit. No, He doesn't. He knows. Now, don't keep doing that. Like, that's not wise, but the Holy Spirit will come to you if you ask. Now, I believe the Holy Spirit dwells within every believer. I believe that. I believe when we accept Christ into our heart, we accept God and we accept everything that God has. But there's an aspect of living and an aspect of receiving and an aspect of walking that requires more than just Him coming inside of us. It requires a constant filling, a constant connection with Him. Don't think you can just say, God, I need you just once and it's going to last you forever because the enemy will fight you. I believe we need a constant connection with God. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forsake you. But there's an aspect of a constant need for him, a constant hunger for him. I believe God's going to touch people today. Who here... Speaks in tongues. Uh, uh, like, can I ask you? And, and Because the Holy Spirit, one of the aspects of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. Speaking in His language, basically. It's speaking in a language that He has. It says that He intercedes and He speaks with words that we can't speak or groanings that we can't. I'm going to ask God, the Holy Spirit, to cause people to speak in tongues today. Do you know why? Because that's power. When you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit can give you words speaking in the Spirit, speaking Spirit to Spirit, and you can get overcome and you can experience power and release and anointing that you don't just get when you speak English. So I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill people with this Holy Spirit and cause them to speak in tongues today. Because why have half a package? Why have half a package? The Holy Spirit, there's an aspect of speaking in the tongues that actually builds us up. So I'm going to ask God for a few things today. I'm going to ask whoever wants it. Whoever wants to speak in tongues, I'm going to ask God to fill you and cause you to speak in tongues. It's up to you to decide, but I'm going to make that opportunity for you. Who here needs a revelation? Because you're looking at something and you're going like, it's all Greek to me. (laughs) Who here could use a revelation? It's like... I just keep hitting my head against the wall. I, I can't, what, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to give you a revelation. Because He wants you to live under the influence of Him. And not just once in a while. There's aspects... And there's pictures in the Old Testament where it says the Spirit came upon them, and it almost gives you the picture that the Spirit came upon somebody, they did a mighty act, and then it's almost like the Holy Spirit left. And I, theologically, I can't explain that all to you, but I do know that when, the, when Christ came and then he died, and it says that the, the, the uh, veil was rent from top to bottom, it signifies a release of the Spirit. So that you can experience him 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You can expect the ridiculous and redonkulous when you have the Holy Spirit living with you. I, I expect the crazy. I was riding my bike again yesterday and the sun was out and it was a long shadow. Guess what I did? I rode by a guy. He didn't see it coming. I didn't care. I raised my hand as I passed him. I said, Holy Spirit, touch him. If we don't ever do it and expect the Holy Spirit to do something like that, when are we going to experience it? I'm going to be the bicycle Holy Spirit deliverer. <laughs> but that we have to expect that. We have to expect the Holy Spirit. They're, they would send out Articles of clothing or, or cloths that were touched or had Paul had touched. They would go and demons would leave when an article of clothing came. <laughs> wow. That just, a piece of clothing, rayon, cotton, silk. Whoa! the anointing would be so endued that an article of clothing would come and touch that individual and demons left. Healings happened. If it happened in the Bible and it happened there, it can happen now. So I'm expecting people to get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues today. I'm expecting anybody that has a need, you're looking at a mountain that is huge. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to come today and give you a touch and an infusion of Him and an awareness in Him and a confidence in Him that you will actually climb that mountain and you will look from the mountain and see the view instead of looking at the mountain obstructing you. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to give entrepreneurial ideas to you. Because he's the smartest one around. I mean, if he can't figure it out, nobody can, and there's nothing he can't figure out. So if you've got a business mind, I'm going to ask God to anoint it. It's either we live under the influence or we don't. If you could turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4. I might have to stay up here a bit because if I touch somebody I don't know what's going to happen. There's a power of God here today. There's a power of God here today. If you need a touch of God, have your heart open. Have your ears open. And get ready literally to grab the words that are spoken and grab them and say, they are for me. Hebrews 4. We read Luke 11. Hebrews 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. So we have a high priest who's passed through the heavens. That's what we have. In heaven, with the Father, we have a high priest who is the one representing us. He is there for us. So we, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Anybody here experience any weaknesses? You know what? He sympathizes with your weaknesses. He doesn't go, huh. He goes, oh, oh, oh. He sees our weaknesses, he sees our tears, he sees our frustrations, he sees us banging our heads against the walls, and he's touched by that, and he sympathizes with that. He reasons, he sees it, he realizes it. It says, we don't have a high priest who cannot be sympathized with our weaknesses, but was all points tempted as we were, yet without sin. He is perfect. He is flawless. So any situation, any temptation, any issue, any weakness that comes along, he has already seen it, experienced it, and he sympathizes it, and he is flawless in his handling of it. He does not make a mistake. Look at verse 16. Let us therefore, whenever you see the word therefore, you check out what it's there for. Let us therefore, because we have a high priest, because he sympathizes with us, because he is without sin, because he's the one that's passed through to heaven, because it's Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who has won the victory, conquered death, because of that, we can come boldly to the throne of grace this just this goes against my thinking this goes against i think most of our thinking let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. In Luke, it says, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, you'll get them." That's what it says in Luke. We read it. It says, ask, seek, knock. If, your father, if you as fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit? And then we see in Hebrews... It says, you can come boldly before Him in time of need. Not in time when you're doing well, but even when you need Him, you can come. The part that confuses me is because as a human, I usually think well I disqualified myself. I messed up. I went 63 in a 60 zone. Maybe I even went 65 I I, I rounded down. I you you know I actually got upset with my children this week. Am I? I actually thought about cheating. On my exam, I, I, I actually had, I was angry with somebody who's a nice person, but for some reason I was angry with them. Therefore, I disqualify myself. No, therefore, come boldly. It's like, it's therefore, I leave. He says, no, don't leave, get in there tighter. If you need him, he is there for you. So, I'm asking God for the Holy Spirit to come. As I was meditating and praying this week, the Lord just said, ask people how many of them do not speak in tongues. And I'm not going to give you the whole theological discourse on speaking in tongues. But it's in the Word of God. It's for believers. It's for all who should ask. It's for your children and your children's children and to all that should come. Talks about it in Joel. Talks about it again in Acts. There's a power that is resident In the spirit, when we speak in a language that our spirit connects with his spirit, without any thoughts that we throw in there, it's spirit to spirit. It's like the best communication. It is clear. It is pure communication. So if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you would like to speak in tongues, I want you to raise your hands. Okay? If you'd like to speak in tongues, I want you to raise your hands. I'd like you to stand. Okay, I'm going to ask you to come forward, and this isn't that you're being picked on. It's just, I can't get everywhere. We're going to do a couple things. First of all, I'm going to ask God to fill you so that you would speak in tongues. So if you could just come forward and just... I'm going to need help here, Pastor Nelson. Pastor Nelson. And we're just going to look at that verse in Luke. If you could throw that up, Cora, Luke 11. I think it was verse 16. We're going to do a couple of, we're going to pray for people to speak in tongues and then I'm going to pray afterwards. I'm going to ask if you need a touch from the Holy Spirit to that you've got a situation that you can't handle. I'm going to ask you to come forward, and that might be some of you that are here, and it might be some of you are there, but right now, I'm just going to ask God for you to speak in tongues, to speak in a language where your spirit communicates with God. So what we're going to do is we're going to get into an attitude of worship, okay? We're going to get into an attitude of worship. We're going to start, our soul uh, is going to say, no, spirit, you start connecting with God. So I'm going to ask you just to raise your hands in worship. And if you're in the congregation and you speak in tongues, I really would appreciate you putting your hands forward and releasing the Holy Spirit. Because speaking in tongues isn't just to have this prayer language. There's a power that will come In the hearts and in the lives of people, there will be a release of power that you experience that I want these people to experience.